In this week's market update, Jerome Powell pours cold water on optimistic interest rate hopes, tech stocks surge on the back of strong results, and China polarizes the bulls and bears. Well, there were no changes in interest rates on either side of the Atlantic last week, but that doesn't mean the outlook for monetary policy is uninteresting right now. As has been the case for the past couple of years, central bank watching is the most important activity for investors today. More important than the Federal Reserve's decision last week to leave US interest rates on hold at between five and a quarter and five and a half percent was the message from Fed Chair Jerome Powell that the market is ahead of itself in hoping for five or six quarter point rate cuts in 2024. Speaking after the Fed's meeting in an interview that was broadcast over the weekend on the CBS channel, Powell said that almost all of the rate setters on the Open Markets Committee think that they will order three cuts in rates this year. To be fair to Powell, he's been consistent in making that case in recent months, but the market has chosen not to listen. Investors have assumed that a slowing economy will force the Fed's hand and they've underestimated the central bank's resolve not to make the mistakes of the past, where early easing has allowed inflation to take off again. As ever, Powell hedged around by warning that if the economy weakened further, then rates could come down earlier and fall faster. And if inflation were more persistent, they could stay higher for longer. But overall, he thought that nothing had really changed since December to alter the Fed's view on the future path of rates. One thing that did change last week was investors' view of the jobs market in America, which continues to be much stronger than anyone could have imagined in the wake of more than five percentage points of rate hikes in 18 months. Many economists expected that unprecedented tightening of monetary policy would lead to a sharp economic slowdown and rising unemployment. In reality, the labour market is on fire with non-farm payroll figures on Friday showing the economy added 353,000 new jobs, almost twice what was expected. Normally, that would have been expected to put a damper on stock markets, which are super sensitive to the prospect that interest rates may stay higher for longer. On the face of it, the blowout jobs number makes it more difficult for the Fed to bring inflation back to its 2% target. But Friday had other surprises than the jobs data. And once again, it was the tech stocks in focus, as strong results at the end of the week from Amazon and Facebook owner Meta saw the so-called Magnificent Seven rise in value by more than 5% in another remarkable day for the US stock market. That was enough to offset the interest rate news on the day, and the S&P 500 ended more than 1% higher, while the tech-heavy Nasdaq index was 1.5% up on the day. Meta actually saw its shares rise by 20% on Friday to deliver the biggest ever one-day increase in a single company's value. The market capitalization of Meta increased by $197 billion to $1.2 trillion after fourth quarter sales exceeded forecasts and the company paid its first ever quarterly dividend. Amazon also soared on Friday up 8% after reporting strong holiday sales. Its value rose by $135 billion on the day. The two sets of better-than-expected results confirmed Wall Street's belief that tech stocks can continue to deliver profitable growth even as they spend billions investing in their artificial intelligence capability. 
Although in reality, the tech reporting season has been a mixed affair with both Apple and Alphabet disappointing investors. Quarterly numbers also failed to demonstrate a sharp rise in AI-driven numbers at Microsoft. In the past three or four months, it's been harder and harder to justify talking about one homogenous group of magnificent seven shares because the performance of the market's biggest companies is starting to diverge. While Nvidia is 40% higher than it was in October, Tesla is more than 20% lower. The key question for investors is whether these companies really possess something different that will enable them to continue delivering growth and to defy the skeptics who think that in time they must revert to the mean and come back down to earth. The reality is that all seven companies are very different. They have different advantages. Some benefit from the network effect of massive numbers of users and the positive feedback that can lock in customers. They're all beneficiaries of scale and what's called the recombination of ideas, creating new valuable products and services with near zero incremental costs. They're all remarkable businesses. Only time will tell what their real value will be. But in the meantime, betting against them or even just not having an exposure is a risky game for investors. Talking of investment risk, another market which has investors scratching their heads is China. One of the most out of favor markets in the world, the MSCI China index has now fallen by 60% since its 2021 peak. As the country has emerged tentatively from COVID, labored under the weight of a deflating property bubble, and seen investors voting with their feet as unpredictable regulation and government interference has left some describing China as uninvestable. At a recent Goldman Sachs conference in Hong Kong, that was the conclusion of 40% of attendees who think that promises of forceful measures to bolster the stock market are too little too late. The counter argument is that when a market is so universally abandoned by investors, it can often mark the bottom of the cycle. When sentiment is as poor as it is in China today, it can be the case that there's no one left to sell and the only way then is back up again. Certainly on valuation grounds, China seems excessively cheap. Trading on around nine times expected earnings, it's less than half the price of the US market and much cheaper even than unpopular markets like the UK and Europe. JP Morgan is now predicting a rise of 30% for Chinese stocks this year. The contrast between India and China could not be starker at the moment. In the world's other major emerging market, the stock market is soaring on the back of upbeat forecasts for economic growth, rising corporate earnings and surging demand from investors at home and overseas. India has become investors' favourite market, a beneficiary of unease over China's economy and geopolitical tensions and a growth rate of 7% expected this year on the back of heavy spending on infrastructure and digitisation. That, in turn, is driving a rush of initial public offerings as companies seek to cash in on valuations that are as high as in the US. India's market has risen by 20% over the past year and now trades on more than 20 times expected earnings. Now, back to the more important US market, and the S&P 500 is now 42% higher than at the October 2022 low, and it's probably safe to now call time on that year's bear market. The 25 months since the last market high is pretty much in line with typical time to recovery, and the 28% fall from the peak to the low point 
is also bang in line with the historical averages. Looking ahead, the gain so far is well short of the 87% average rise from a bear market bottom to the next cycle peak. So all other things being equal, the bull market could still have plenty to go for. Much will depend on how earnings pan out this year. Well, forecasts are edging back, but the consensus is still for a 9% advance this year and for low double digits next year. That probably justifies today's valuations because if delivered, the average earnings multiple will come back to a more reasonable level over the next couple of years. It all suggests that the market's hope of a soft landing for the economy, similar to those in the mid-1990s and again in 2016, looks like a plausible outcome. In both cases, the market continued to rise further. We may not get a repeat of 2023's stellar market performance, but this year could be another satisfactory one in the markets. Please note that the value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up, so you may get back less than you invest. Investors should note that the views expressed may no longer be current and may have already been acted upon. This information is not a personal recommendation for any particular investment. If you are unsure about the suitability of an investment, you should speak to one of Fidelity's advisors or an authorised financial advisor of your choice. Overseas investments will be affected by movements in currency exchange rates and investments in emerging markets can be more volatile volatile than other more developed markets. Reference to the specific securities should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell these securities and is included for the purposes of illustration only. Tax treatment depends on individual circumstances and all tax rules may change in the future. Withdrawals from a pension product may not be possible until you reach age 55, 57 from 2028. This podcast may not be reproduced or circulated without prior permission. No statements or representations made in this podcast are legally binding on Fidelity or the recipient. This podcast is meant only for UK residents and does not constitute an offer or a solicitation in any jurisdiction in which it may be unlawful to make such an offer or solicitation.